You're listening to The Art of KCF. This essay is called Late Adopter and was released as part of the Art of KCF newsletter, issue 55, sent to email subscribers October 15th, 2022. I am not an early adopter. In a world in which we are often forced into fixed identity categories, chosen or otherwise, it feels good for me to declare this today. To know something about myself with certainty feels nice, because I don't have to negotiate the edges of what it means to be this type of adopter. I'm not even going to put the caveat I kind of want to here, that of course this could change at any time. I'm just going to boldly declare it. I am not, nor have I ever been, an early adopter. Well, perhaps some caveat is necessary here, in that it's not great to define yourself by what you're not. So let me amend. I am a late adopter. A few recent examples have particularly highlighted this truth for me. The first was a Facebook memory that emerged last week on my timeline and others showing I was friends with people for 14 years, even though my relationship to those folks far predated the social media archive. Stretching back through the recesses of my fragile memory to 2008, I surmise that it was probably most likely that I joined Facebook then. Even though the social media network officially launched for college students in 2004, and I was a college student that year, I was not an early adopter. In graduate school, I remember thinking I didn't need to be a part of that. I was probably still salty over the demise of MySpace and the displacement of AOL Instant Messenger as the number one way to communicate socially via the computer. I was busy reading books every day and studying and going to classes and living in a big city and was doing things that now would be considered the old-fashioned way of meeting people, like going to club meetings and hanging out at the student union Starbucks. I don't remember what actually motivated me to finally take the plunge, but as soon as I did, I regretted it. Having to wade through all my friend requests and constantly posting as if the platform was Twitter was a time suck. It still is, as are the other social media networks I cultivate in more or less daily practice. Don't get me wrong, I love an archive, and it is fun to look back at my memories because there's much more there than in the present moment in terms of posts to read. Apparently, on October 14th, 2009, I was, quote, feeling a bit like I don't know which way is up, down, tomorrow, or yesterday, dot, dot, dot. This sentiment is a familiar feeling related to the version of my life where stress was prioritized above all else. These days, I try to work to avoid that state of being. I find that being a late adopter just helps take the edge off my constant anxiety. Because I'm so worried about all the other things, I just don't have the bandwidth to jump onto the new bandwagons. Another example of my reticence to join in on what everyone else is doing, or has been doing for years, is my refusal to join TikTok. 
An artist friend shared with me that they're on the platform because they don't want to be a boomer in the worst sense of that Gen Z's dismissal of their grandparents, my parents' age group. I know some folks are living for the TikToks, and of course it's being touted as one of the important ways that artists can market their wares. You just simply must have some kind of video channel to support your small business. And I prefer to have others round up the best TikToks to show me elsewhere, in curated posts on Instagram, or on Twitter with written commentary. If someone has taken the time to rip it out of the TikTok universe to put it somewhere else, it's got to mean it was vetted enough to make it to the best of videos, so I don't have to wade through the rest. It's really about working smarter, not harder, as they say. Apparently, I'm really into the cliches today. I'm just going to let them fly. But perhaps it's because I'm an iPhone 8 user, and my phone is on the verge of a complete meltdown. Because Apple has decided that whatever number of version of the phone we're on will eventually be too much for my little iPhone 8's iOS to handle, and then where will I be? probably getting a discount iPhone X and eking its life out past the time the company would rather I purchase something new. I think my lack of early adoption is really rooted in my contrarian responses. I don't want to be told I'm going to like something, because I would prefer to experience something myself, and then decide if in fact I do like it. If people tell me I'm going to love something, that is too high of an expectation. I like the under-promise, over-deliver lifestyle myself. So, really, it all boils down to advertising, marketing, and consumer choice nonsense. Which, at the end of the day, is what is at the whole early adoption thing anyways. Companies need a certain number of early adopters engaging with products so that they can get people to further invest in it, so that they can be rich one day. I don't like to participate in that aspect of consumerism. Which is why I just bought a Nintendo Switch in 2022, five whole years after it hit global marketplaces in 2017. But it's also to my advantage, because now everyone who has had one has played the games they want to and have good suggestions for me. The games have already been vetted by trusted reviewers. This week, someone sent me the following direct message on my Instagram. Hello, dear. I buy artwork as NFT. Will mind selling to me? And I laughed out loud. It was from someone who doesn't follow me, and clearly reads like a bot pulled some words together to make a sentence. Or the message was a bad Google Translate from another language into English. I laughed at the syntax, but also at the idea that this internet stranger thought I would be at the cutting edge of making NFTs. I am in a love affair with painting, one of the oldest of all artistic forms, and quite enthralled with this aspect of its legacy. It's part of what turns me on and keeps my attention. I've also been quilting, by hand, another art form that modern technology has eradicated the need for but to which I am still drawn. The handmade, the touched by a human, the least mechanized, all interest me way more than the newest, shiniest technology. I am not disparaging those for whom these new technologies float their boat. It's just not for me. 
right now. Maybe in four or five years, who knows. But right now? I'm way too concerned with the critique that NFTs and other cryptocurrencies are bad for the environment. And I'm already worried enough about my personal carbon footprint. On the other hand, I once had an oil painter tell me that she was just such a painter's painter. Because I had discussed my use of house paint in my creations, and she thought that was rather radical. That's not cool either. Creating some kind of moral hierarchy related to what medium one is devoted to is pompous and pretentious. It is okay to like what you like, and to be clear about why you do, without yucking others' yums. The joy of creating is simple. Wherever it comes from, it sparks our human desire to connect, to be present, and to belong. It doesn't really matter what form it takes, as long as it feeds the maker's needs. Being a late adopter has served me just fine. Sure, there's a bit of fear of being behind the curve. But I'm not so conventional, so I don't need to worry so much about fitting in. Having begun painting in my late 30s, I'm so glad I am a late adopter because I have some life skills to navigate my relationship to painting in ways I didn't in my first career choice as an academic. By no means do I have it all figured out, but that's kind of the joy of it for me. I'm more comfortable with not having it all figured out these days. Maybe there's more to that message from past Candace that I can interpret differently today. Fourteen years ago, she wrote in angst and stress feeling like I don't know which way is up, down, tomorrow, or yesterday. And today, I write it with the wisdom of not being attached to knowing. There really is no up nor down, no too soon or too late, no tomorrow or yesterday, only today. This artist is just fine, right here, right now, in the upside down or the right side up. I hope you are, too. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Art of KCF. The Art of KCF is created, written, produced, and edited by me, Candice Creel Falcon, with musical additions by Mountaineer via Upbeat. For a full transcript of the audio, plus all the features of my newsletter, like book reviews, creative links that inspire me, and an update on what's happening in my studio, be sure to find me through the link in the show notes. Till next time, may the joy of creative inquiry guide your path.